Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> it's early break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You can always call or text with questions to 402-464-5685. Mike Schaefer again with us for the full hour from 24-7 Sports. We have not addressed anything regarding Northwestern yet on the show. Uh, let's go back to last Friday. We heard news that Pat Fitzgerald will be suspended. You didn't talk for- about it on Monday? Oh, we did. We haven't talked with you okay. at all. <laughs> we have not mentioned with you today. We have talked about it all week <laughs> that long. That would have been at- amazing. No. You guys have a two-hour, everyday sports show. Let me rephrase and it. And you have- didn't talk about Pat Fitzgerald have- until <laughs> Thursday morning at 7.41. We have at, at length this week about <laughs> Fitz. Right, right, but not sorry. with you, though, Shane. I'll shut up. I'll That's shut okay. Up. Uh, Fitzgerald, though, officially fired about 6 p.m. on Monday. I know on Monday. I was at Golf League and all of that. So. On Monday. But uh, Fitzgerald is out. We'll see who replaces him in terms of the long term. Uh, all the assistant coaches are staying this year. That was announced this week, also. But let's go back to when the news dropped on Friday of the two weeks, the two week suspension, and how things have just completely changed since then. Schaefer, how, how, are you are you surprised at how quickly this all fell apart for yeah. Pat Fitzgerald? I mean, it was it was kind of fascinating because I just sort of heard about this story in a roundabout way where. Um, I was talking with someone Friday morning and they are now part of like the Northwestern business school. And so they were telling me that they were hearing from some friends that, uh, something had happened with Pat Fitzgerald and he hadn't like looked into it yet. And mm-hmm. this was like Friday morning. And so then I saw the allegations and didn't really think a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I was suspended, just kind of like put it out of my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon, my phone just blows up with people texting about this. Because that story had dropped. Story and I hadn't read in, in, uh, any of the details. And I was like, yeah, he got suspended. I don't, you know, I just thought they were catching up on the news. And then I finally read that story. And whether or not everything in there is 100% fact, one, it paints a picture that doesn't look good for that program. And I don't think there's any real denial of the hazing that was going on. doesn't seem like it's corroborated. The, the it's corroborated. argument largely comes down to what percentage that did Pat Fitzgerald know versus what he didn't. Right. And as I was saying off air, as I'm reading it, I just thought there's no way this guy can get up in Indianapolis in a few weeks, address the Big Ten media, and have a job. Like, there's no way Northwestern can send him there as a representative of their university Mm -hmm. in this conference and have this go well. Like, there's just no way. And Pat Fitzgerald is as universally liked by the Big Ten media at large as any coach, you know. So if he can't do that, Uh there's no chance... Mm-hmm. For him to keep this job, throw in the fact they won one game last year, right. and Nebraska fans know all too well which game that was. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it 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 all added up to if they already were probably looking at this potentially being the last year of Pat Fitzgerald, barring some sort of great season. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about buyout money. You're talking about all of this. It 
it became apparent to me reading that story there was no way he was going to survive that. yeah so this is this i wanted to get your reaction both of you to a column in the chicago tribune there's two paragraphs that hit me that really struck me it's, it's a guy named sullivan um that wrote this in the chicago tribune this is monday um the firing day He's, he writes this day will go down in northwestern history as as one that turned the football program on its ear yeah Usually when the Wildcats have a winning season, as they did in 9 of Fitzgerald's 17, they're cast as the plucky underdog school overcoming all odds. They are like the pre-2016 World Series Cubs, lovable losers with higher IQs. Now Northwestern will be known as just another big-time football program that disgraced itself with vile behavior from its student-athletes and a coaching staff that either knew or had its head buried under the sand. Is that how we're going to regard Northwestern going forward? Well, I'm certainly not regarding them as a big-time college football program, but I understand the distinction he's trying to make there. I mean, yeah. they're playing in a, one of the premier conferences, all of that. And, yeah, I mean, they're just I, – I, I get what he's trying to say. Like I it's, do too. it's changed the narrative of how they're going to be viewed. It's impact – I mean, that's yeah. a really impactful two paragraphs. The, the hard part – is that their entire identity of that program was wrapped up into who their head coach was. It became that way. And I think it's going to be difficult to assume a new identity mm-hmm. with a different coach unless you completely nail this hire. I think it's be really hard to nail this hire. He was lionized, yeah. Pat Fitzgerald. He well, almost ascended to this godlike status. That's what makes this all very Former player. Yeah, winning his seasons generally in program history, yeah. two division titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he gave them opportunities to to play in January one bowl games. Like, I mean, I understand why he was lionized because it was a program that didn't have a lot going for yeah. it. And he, I mean, you've talked to him. Like, mm-hmm. you've been in media settings with him. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. Yeah, he's very good. He's at it. he's very good at it. So I I'm not none of that is is surprise. The hard part is going to be where do you pick up the pieces when the face of your program for 17 years is now leaving in disgrace. You really don't have much to fall back on because, I mean, what that doesn't say is the sheen of Pat Fitzgerald was coming off these last few years. I mean, but, yeah, but in a palatable post- way though, like they're just losing. There wasn't this scandal yeah, attached to it. Sure. Reason. Just losing and one and eleven are two different things. That's true. Nebraska's, Nebraska's just losing. Right. No. Scott Frost doesn't get to this year if they go one and eleven in twenty twenty one. That's true. That's true. Now here's the Not other part the me, other part that's going to be interesting. Okay, now we say Pat's fit, Pat Fitzgerald, I don't know that he's going away. There's there's gonna be this legal battle. It'll be a settlement. Yeah, it'll be a uh, what an NDA settlement where neither side will end up talking about it. We, we may. Do you think they're a ever... private institution, so we won't really ever know how much money he'll walk away of this forty-two million with. Forty-two million. It would be in his best interest and in the school's best interest to reach a settlement because Quickly. then he can he can move on into the coaching world where he'll go into the NFL, yeah. probably be a defensive coordinator for someone somewhere. Yeah, and you know we'll all move on from this. Right now, it's the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It won't always be, but 
the thing is, if I was picking between which one is going to have the better next 10 years, I'm going to take Pat Fitzgerald over Northwestern's football program. Interesting. I mean, Hmm. the best thing they have going for it is their facilities. Right. Which, as you know, as well as anybody, lasts for about three to five years. Right. You think Big Fitz Ten money they have. You think Fitz will get a chance somewhere else? Yeah, I think he'll be Soon. in the NFL. In the NFL. I wonder, There, I heard a radio He may not be running a college program right. in the next five years. Oh, I heard a radio but, show the other day that, that a surmise that he could be doing that. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 It's pretty whoa. quick to say that after whoa. getting fired for this. Uh, people don't have long memories for this stuff. I mean, they, they, they really Art don't. pop up for a while. Um, that was different. That was different. I understand. It was worse. It was worse. Oh, I think that was significant. Yeah, yeah a lot of I mean, this is, this is not good by any means. No, I don't like comparing but, these things, but yeah, yeah Bryle's situation was worse, and he hasn't landed. He has not landed. Well, wherever he pops up, it it's immediately just, comes revolt. up. People revolt yeah. and say, no, he can't hire I don't him. know well, that, that you happened would, with Fitzgerald. I don't know that you would get that um, because I think he's going to end up in one of those roles where he's seen but not really heard from, which would be like an NFL defensive coordinator. You know, you maybe have one media obligation a week. You're largely just able to kind of mm-hmm. put the stuff up on the, the whiteboard, be with the team, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the NFL was already reaching out to him even when Northwestern was losing. So yes. he's regarded in that league highly. Yeah. Uh, and I there's, there's ways that he could rehabilitate his career. And so I, I, I don't think we've heard the last of Pat Fitzgerald, but I think we have at least in terms of Big Ten football. Yeah. I don't think anybody in the conference would be touching him. It's still, it's still hard to size all this up. I mean, it is really. It's gonna be weird when you're there and yeah. the interim coach is up there. And is yeah. is there a name that you like that's been floated yeah, yeah. out there to For replace the him? Job? I yeah. mean, you've heard you know, you've heard some coaches like Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Why, why would I'd he be, leave? I'd be surprised. I mean, I don't. Why would he leave where he's already built something up to go somewhere oh, where they're in a worse he's situation? He's one of the places it's hard to win at. It's, easy, yeah. it's not easy to win at Wake Forest. He sure. knows he, he knows he can rebuild. Right. Same goes for you know Bronco Mendenhall, who's unemployed right I, now. So Bronco Mendenhall is a name that kind of makes sense because he, I mean, he is definitely campaigning to get back into the college football world. Um, yep. And I think that he would give you a little credibility right away. Absolutely. If you're Northwestern, so he's you know it it strikes me they have two options. You either go the retread route, which is a coach that has had some success but also has been fired or has you know had to move on from a job or you go with a completely fresh and new you know i all of 24 7 and i assume because there's connections to this is pushing michigan's offensive coordinator um okay you, you know you whenever these things pop without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pop, you can always sort of tell who hears from who and, and that kind of That's thing. That's an interesting one. Um, I, if, if I was Northwestern, I, I think you got to have someone that can provide some stability. I don't Seasoned. Know. I, I, would I would look say. for a veteran coach. Yeah, I me certainly too. wouldn't look for a greenhorn. No, I, not in this situation. I'm not always that guy that always says you got to hire a, co- a, a head coach who has previous head coaching I, experience. I I'm tend to lean guy. that direction, though. I mean, more more I, than I do the other way. Right. 
But in this situation, I sure do. Yeah. Because of the, it's going to be a very, there, there'll be sticky situations. Yeah. Um, the tough thing is, so I think you, you would also like to find someone that has some Big Ten connection too. I Okay, now that's another part of the Big Ten discussion that, that I agree with. I think it makes sense when you're hiring to hire someone who understands the league at a high level. Yeah. Not bring in somebody. Now, Nebraska did it. But Rule understands the Big Ten. I mean, he was Penn State guy. He knows Penn State. Yeah, he, he he understands it. I don't know that there's a conference where Matt Rule doesn't necessarily fit because he's just sort of a football guy yeah. through and through. Right, he'll figure um, it out anywhere. But I, he but he does have that Big Ten background. Yeah, I don't have like a great name for you. Oh um, come on, there's names. Um, the, the names that Bruce Feldman said were like yeah, were, were Tommy Reese, a coordinator, Mike Kafka, and with the Eagles, uh, no, Matt Cam- Matt Campbell. Campbell makes sense. Iowa State. But why would he take that job? We're just talking about the Big 12 as relatively if he solid feels footing. The only reason I totally understand where you're coming from is if he feels like he's just not that Iowa State's trending the wrong direction yeah. and he sees the board and says, I'm looking at the board. I don't like it. I'm gone. I just I wouldn't look at it and be like, you know, where I want my parachute to land ah. is in this tire fire. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, well, I agree. Where no one cares right, about right, their football. Right. Like, So the, the hard part for me mm-hmm. is you got to go be a head coach somewhere where they don't have fans. Right. They really don't have fans. What about, what about Paul Christ? No. Here's why. He's on, he's an analyst. No, it makes Texas. sense he's on the surface of the Big 10. No, on the surface it makes sense, but the thing you got to know about Chris is he doesn't like recruiting. Doesn't like all the crap that goes with coaching. He likes the X's and O's part. He likes scheming things up. It Northwestern, he's going to have to deal with a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with X's and O's in this situation. Forget Chris. It's not going to happen. Okay. He wouldn't take the job. <laughs> I mean, you're you're describing a Paul Christ his sort of unceremonious dumpage at at Wisconsin. It just makes me think of Bo Pelini, like he's uh, yeah. offensive Bo Pelini. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Just yeah. a just a you know a more palatable version of Bo. I mean, I think that Chris has you his put moment. that sideline cam on him. Yeah, well, he he, he gets pretty rugged. <laughs> that that orange bowl yeah. against Miami. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, yeah, you could read lips. Yeah, you what had a was good it? Feeling on what was on his mind. What was the What was the deal with it? It was the turnover chain. Yeah, and he said mm, the turnover yeah, chain. Yeah, bleep that. Yeah, bleep that. Yes, yeah, sir. it was. It was pretty. Uh, All right, it was pretty footballish, right? We got to play the game show. We're way late as usual. Uh, give us a call <laughs> right now. Yep, it's seven fifty four. Four. Oh, six, we got to go two minute off. Four right? six four five six eight drive? five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe today is. A throwback Thursday, and also very wild cardy. This is very random. Is it the NHL draft, nineteen ninety three? No, but you ha- you do have the right year, nineteen eighty three. Oh, eighty three. Starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Ooh, you this nailed the year this. out of nowhere. This, no, I said ninety three. Hey, oh. I, this might I might be okay in this. Yeah, one. I, I would imagine Sipple's going to have a better better run here. Did you know your starting quarterbacks in the NFL from the year 1983? I was fully dialed in. Call us 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, shut up, Sipple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. 
brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the dig down. Sip in trivia. You feel okay about 1983 I quarterbacks do. today. Schaefer, you feel average maybe? Not great? You weren't alive. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on which teams and, and what my brain can do. But we'll we'll give it a shot. So I was 17. You were very well in it still. Sean, how do you feel about uh, 1983 starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, not, not great. 50-50. We'll see. All right. Well, Schaefer's lifeline for SIP for one question. Uh, we should ask Sean how old he is. Sean, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 34. Okay. So right. similar to you, Schaefer. Yeah. Similar, right? Okay. Schaefer's 30. John and I should probably be teaming up here. Schaefer, how old are you? 35. 35, okay. Jake? 32. Okay. All right. Uh, so advantage sip here on this. Let's see if you take his advantage here. First question we'll to you, Sean. Me. Who was the Washington Redskins starting quarterback in 1983? Oh, man. Not mistaken, this guy took them to a Super Bowl. Five seconds. Name is escaping me. Um, Five. I'll go go with Williams. Ooh, so he was thinking Doug Williams. Yeah, Doug Williams. Yeah, that would have been like five years later. Uh, This is it's one or two. It's one of two. I'm gonna try it. Okay. I mean, what the hell? We're not keeping track right now, right? No, we're not. We're in exhibition season, Schaefer. Season starts end of August. Is that when we're starting? Yeah. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann is correct. I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't know who else it would be. Billy Kilmer was the name that it, came to but mind. But didn't he come in after Theismann got I, tackled by Lawrence Taylor? Maybe. He might have been before Theismann, too. But anyway, Theismann. 1-0 I don't want to solely my correct <laughs> you gotta, answer. You right. yeah. I, I like that you guys have a preseason now. Like, this is spring pre-season. training? It's a long preseason. Wow. It's like three months of preseason. Nice. Is it like a Garth Brooks thing? You know, you have like celebrities that come in for like half of the the game. You know, no. Yeah. no. All right, Sip. First question. You're up one zero. Yeah, Who thanks. was the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback in 1983? That's not as easy as you might think. I didn't say it was. Um, 83. Oh God, Schaefer. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. So it's post. That's a. Between two iconic quarterbacks run, and I don't know who it would be. Oh, okay. Thank you. Right? Yeah. There's like three gotta... that I am thinking of now. I was thinking of two, but a third entered my mind after okay. you said that. It's got to be Aikman. <laughs> so he's the start. I would say that's probably 88 or 89. Oh, okay. Uh, Sean, do you want that oh. question or not? I better pass. Is, is it, hold on. Is it Danny White? It sure was Danny White. Danny White. It was he, Danny he falls White. in between Staubach. Staubach and, and Aikman. Yeah. yeah. It was Danny White, but Staubach. you didn't get it right, so uh, it's a 1-0 lead for Sip. Uh, to tie it up, Sean, your last question. Who was the L.A. Rams starting quarterback in 1983? I got, I got that one. I think I got that one. This is for you, Sean. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have that one. I got to pass. Okay, give you the horns. You, correct you, don't have to, you should not take this unless you absolutely know it. <laughs> I because can get myself you, in trouble. Because if you yeah. get it wrong, it's a 0-0 tie now, and it's your last question. I could get myself you get it right, in trouble. The Rams, go for it. He's saying go for it. Jim Everett. Oh! <laughs> the answer was Vince Ferragamo. Oh, God. Vince Ferragamo. I thought you were so confident. Nebraska, Nebraska zone. Connection. Nebraska zone. Okay, now it's a 0-0 tie for all the right. win. Schaefer's in play, though. Yeah, so I'm all right. I'm sitting all right. 
Who was the Seattle Seahawks starting quarterback in 1983? Oh, the great Jim Zorn. <laughs> <laughs> it, was not, it was not Jim Zorn. Uh, Sean, do you want to go to the tiebreaker or take that one? Well, I'm not. No, I have no, I have no clue. I got to take us to the tiebreaker. That'd be the great Dave Krieg. Oh, didn't know that one. Dave Krieg. All right. So he came right after Zorn. I don't know that. Yeah, Shriek sure. came after Zorn. All right, this is, is incredible. This is to you, Sip, for the tiebreaker. Right, we need, to get, this we need to get this. You can confer a shape if you yeah, like here. Yeah. Okay, Vince Ferragamo oh, had geez. 22 touchdown passes in 1983. How many interceptions did he have? <sighs> 22 touchdowns. How many picks in 83? I mean, you have no idea, right? No. Neither do I. I'm going to say the number is nine. Over, over under Jake, nine. Sean? Jake, Jake laughed. That's a great sign. I'm going to say over. What if I said 17? 23 is the correct answer. 23. Hey, you shouldn't have taken the tie- the steal. You went for it. If Bill was here, he'd be very upset. That was an right epic, that was an epic collapse. Yeah, that was, uh, you just, that was a Fitzgerald. You left your collapse. starting pitcher in too long. He got yeah. hit around in the late innings. You know, Sean, it was, I was really arrogant. Yeah. Sean, it wasn't yeah. pretty, but a win's a win. Congrats. We got your bagels. Thanks for calling and calling Congrats, down the Congrats, Sean. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good one. There, there you go. So that's a win for hey, Sean listen, and a loss for you. That was just – I was just – I was overly confident. The <laughs> the speed in which you said the great Jim, or Jim Zorn. I thought I was in there. And he hit the horns. Oh, I'm always at the top of it. Was There's just no like – I know. There was, there was no room for anyone to – I mean, the nope. confidence that you had in that. Craig came after Zorn. Right after him on the heels of him. Well, you know, you, you had a victory and you just – Snatch it from yourself. That's hard to do that, but you did. It is hard to do that. Um, stick around, Schaefer. You had stick now. around. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll have the spillover with AD and Schaefer next on early break in the ticket. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.